and this is Lala, and we, we love myths. Ready to get started, Henry? Yes. Welcome back, everybody, to Henry and Lala Present Myths. Today, we're going to have episode three, which is called... Susan's Family. I'm pretty excited about this episode. What's it going to be about, Henry? Um, it's going to be about the end of Kronos the King, and you finally get to see Zeus's family. Right, and also, there's going to be an awful lot of fighting in this episode. So if you don't like fighting, you better skip this one. There's going to be about two and a half battles in this one. Some monsters too. So if you're scared of monsters, you gotta try to not remember this episode. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Another exciting thing happens in this episode. We get to see how ancient Greeks and other people who made up myths, how they used their myths. Uh, what did they use myths for back then? They used them because they didn't have signs at all. So they used like these myths. Explain things? Yeah, to explain things because they did not have science at all. When they were confused about something, they instead, they made up a story. And those were called myths. For example, Thunderbolts for Zeus's weapon because they didn't understand weather back then. And we heard Zeus last night. <laughs> right, what happened? Like, we heard Zeus throw a giant thunderbolt. It shook the entire house, and we heard it even from inside Henry's studio. Yeah, because my... Because the studio is my bedroom. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think we're going to hear some more Thunderbolts in this story. We're also going to hear some other explanations of things that happen on Earth that we know have a scientific explanation, but back then they had to have a myth explain them. So we're hoping you'll be able to try to listen and figure out what they're explaining with this story. And at the end of the episode, what are we going to do? We're going to ask you how much do you know what they were trying to explain back then of some things. We'll give you the answer at the end of the episode. Well, I'll stop talking and tell the story. Okay. Zeus grew into a great grown-up god while hiding away on the island of Crete and left his baby cave ready to take on Kronos and become the king of all the gods. But even with Zeus's tremendous strength and his super strong armor made from the hair of the magic goat, he knew he couldn't battle by himself. Uh-oh! Kronos had his titan brothers and sisters on his side to fight with them. 
Zeus had nobody. Uh-oh! Because all his brothers and sisters were in Kronos' belly. <coughs> Zeus went to his one best friend to ask for help. Help me! The goddess Metis, who was very wise and very careful. I am so smart. She came up with a sneaky plan. She picked some special berries from her garden and gave them to her Uncle Kronos. Here you go, Uncle, she said. This berry will make you so strong. No one will ever defeat you. Wow. Oh, yeah. Kronos swallowed the berry in one big gulp. <coughs> and it was so tasty. He gobbled up all the berries in Metis's basket. That was a big mistake. Uh-oh! The berries made Kronos very sick. He barfed them all back up. <laughs> and barfed again. <laughs> this time spitting out all of Zeus's brothers and sisters, and even the rock disguised as baby Zeus. These were some of the gods who would sit at Zeus's side at their marvelous palace on Mount Olympus. Their names were Poseidon, the god of the sea, Hades, <laughs> I'm a bad boy, the dark god of the underworld and the dead, Hestia, the goddess of the home and the fires for heating and cooking. Demeter, the goddess of the harvest yum, and food. Yum, 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 and Hera. The goddess would marry Zeus. And become queen of all the gods. Kronos took one look at Zeus in all his glory uh -oh. and the young, powerful gods and goddesses he had spit up out of his belly. Uh -oh. And Kronos ran away as fast as he could. Help me! Help me! Zeus won without a fight. At least that's what he thought. But then the other Titans, Kronos' brothers and sisters and their children, had a big meeting to decide whether they would accept Zeus as their new king or go to war against him. One of these Titans, a god called Prometheus, could see into the future. And he knew Zeus would win every battle. Prometheus tried to convince the other Titans that they didn't have a chance against the all-powerful Zeus. They're stronger than you! They're going to destroy you! But they wouldn't listen. No, 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 no. So Prometheus and his brother Epimetheus joined Zeus's side. Oh yeah! The rest of the Titans prepared to fight. Zeus knew he would need more help if he were going to beat an army of Titans. So he freed the one-eyed Cyclopses and the hundred-armed monsters, sons of Mother Earth, from the giant pit called Tartarus. Envoy, envoy, 
I'm free. I'm free. The monsters with 100 arms pledged to use all of their fists to fight for Zeus. And the Cyclopses, who knew how to make almost anything out of metal, said they would create the most amazing weapons for Zeus's army. For Hades, the Cyclopses made a cap of invisibility so he could sneak up on his enemies without being seen. Which way did he go? Which way did he go? Which way did he go? For Poseidon, they made a trident. That's a weapon that looks like a giant fork. And it was so forceful that when he banged it on the ground, the earth shook. And when he struck the sea with it, waves foamed and rose up as high as mountains. And for Zeus, the Cyclopses created the famous thunderbolts. Armed with them, he was the mightiest god of them all. Nothing could stand against him and his thunderbolts. Zeus and his friends and family were ready to take on the Titans. Let's go team, let's go! The battle was quick but fierce. And the Titans soon had to surrender. And away we go! Zeus locked them up in Tartarus and put the hundred armed monsters at the gate to the pit to make sure the Titans never escaped. He let only Atlas out, the strongest of the Titans, Get out. and sent him to the end of the world to hold up the sky on his shoulders. Ah. And again, Mother Earth was angry. Ah. Because the Titans were her sons too. Ah. And now they were stuck in the pit of Tartarus. So she created two terrible monsters, Typhon and his mate Echidna. And she set them on Zeus. These monsters were so horrible that when the other gods saw them, they turned themselves into fast animals and fled in terror. Typhon's 100 heads touched the sky Red slime oozed from evil eyes, and lava and hot stones poured from his gaping mouths. Hissing like 100 snakes, and roaring like 100 lions. He tore up whole mountains and threw them at the gods. Only Zeus was brave enough to face these hideous monsters. When the other gods saw Zeus standing alone before the monsters, they got their courage back, turned themselves back into gods, and joined Zeus. A terrible battle raged all over the earth, and hardly a living creature was left. Typhon ripped up the great mountain called Etna and raised it over his head to throw at Zeus. But Zeus struck back, hurling 100 thunderbolts. The mountain 
on top of Typhon, pinning him underneath. And even today, the monster still lies there, belching lava, fire, and smoke through the top of the mountain. Echidna, Typhon's hideous mate, escaped destruction and hid in a cave with her children, each one a monster more terrible than the next. Zeus decided to let them all live as challenges for future heroes. Now, at last, Mother Earth gave up her struggle. Oh, booger! There were no more huge battles, and the world began to heal from the wars. The mountains stood firmly anchored. The seas stayed in their place. Each river had a river god to watch over it, and each tree had its own nymph. The earth was again green and fruitful, and Zeus could begin to rule in peace. The Cyclopses could build buildings as well as they could make weapons, and they constructed a towering palace for the gods on top of Mount Olympus, the highest mountain in Greece. The palace was hidden in the clouds, and goddesses of weather would roll the clouds back whenever a god wanted to go down to Earth. Nobody else could pass through the gate of clouds. Iris the fleet-footed messenger of the gods, had her own path down to earth. Dressed in a gown of raindrops, she ran along the rainbow on her busy errands between Olympus and earth. In the gleaming hall of the palace, always filled with light, the Olympian gods sat on twelve golden thrones and ruled over heaven and earth. These were Zeus, his brothers and sisters, six of his children, and the goddess of love. The gods could never die, for their blood was magic. Most of the time they lived happily together, feasting on sweet-smelling ambrosia and nectar, but sometimes they got angry at each other. and had big fights. When that happened, Zeus would reach for a thunderbolt from the bucket full of them he kept near his throne, and everyone would behave again. Zeus alone was stronger than all the other gods together. In future episodes, we'll learn the name of the other Olympian gods, where they sit on Mount Olympus, and some of their adventures and powers. In our next episode, we'll meet Hera, Zeus's queen and the favorite among all of his wives. Henry? I think that was pretty great. I did too. It was a very exciting episode. Yeah. Did you listen for the things that got explained by the myth? Yes. Well, tell me, what did you hear? Well, I heard earthquakes. Earthquakes were explained. How did this myth explain earthquakes? Dragons. 
trident, right? Sea storms. Uh, oh, yep, sea storms. How, how did that get explained? Tridents again. But banging the trident on the ground. Down. Yeah, that's Poseidon, right? Who has yeah, a... yeah. And then... Um, um, those volcanoes. Volcano. How did they explain volcano in this myth? When that monster got fell over by the mountain. Right. The mountain landed right on top of him. Because of Zeus's hundred thunderbolts. Yeah, I that should have been a too many because you know one even one thunderbolt can destroy one gigantic monster. Exactly. So, so anyway, the mountain <coughs> fell on top of Typhon. He continued to burp up lava at the top, and that's that's how Fukuyama's got his brain. Right. That's exactly right. So that was three that we found. I wonder if our listeners found any others. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening this week. If you didn't find some things that I had explained, maybe the next time you forget, you can try again. Right, you can listen again. All right, well, so we'll see you all next time. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you in the next episode. This has been a production of Dead Horse Radio.